0: Are there times you feel your life isn't where you dreamed it would be? Do you wake up and feel like saying, I don't know if this routine is making me happy? Without the freedom to think and direct our own lives, other people do it for us. The point you start to feel off balance is tough. You question your own ability. This podcast will give you fascinating new perspectives. Tools and methods from the greatest minds across the world. You'll become part of a global community meeting people on a journey to invest in themselves first. These perspectives and tools will show you how to unlock your freedom of thought and become the master of your own life. So, let's get started. Welcome to the Shay Show. This is the leading podcast to help you learn incredible new perspectives and become the master of your own life. You can connect with Shay at shay-doran.com. For now, open your mind, be present. It's time to begin a new journey to your self-directed life. You got this. Yes, entrepreneurs, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome wherever you're tuning in from around the world today. If you you're new, then of course, welcome to the family. This is the second part of a series that we're covering over the coming weeks of how to find an idea for a startup, how to build that idea and then test it and how to launch. Last week, we covered how to find the idea. So if you haven't already, make sure you head back after today's episode and listen to that one, because then you'll be able to follow it in the exact order that we're running through. So today, I decided to add an additional section. Originally, we were going to cover find, test, and launch. I started scripting the episode for today and realized that trying to cram in the build and test into one section would mean it was a hell of a long section. (laughs) So I've decided to split those two out, and today we'll be going with build. So let's just get straight into it flowing on from last week. Did you complete that homework? The recap of the finding the idea, the homework from last week was understanding what you're passionate about, what your driving force is. And I gave tips of how you can do that, things to help you understand and peel off those layers to get to the deeper level of what really drives you. So that was the first piece. The second bit was then about finding your niche. And remember I said, if you're not sure who your target audience is, to start with yourself, to understand which audiences you relate to the most. That's the best starting point. And then the third area was about uncovering the problems and challenges that those audiences of your potential clients face and I gave you a set of questions that I had used directly myself that you can take out there. And I'd also really recommend, there was a video that I came across last week actually, and I spoke about this in the weekly newsletter that I send out. Side note, if you haven't got access to that, then just head to the website, shea dorancom and you can subscribe to receive the weekly newsletter where I just basically share tips, things that I've learned over the week. What's new to me, it's I call it three-point Monday. So it's very short, sharp, three bullet points, that's it. And recently, I've shared these Y Combinator videos that I came across, one of which was by a guy called Kevin. And he was sharing questions that you can use when you're trying to do deep research with potential clients. So I would recommend that as an additional resource. Just type in on YouTube YC Startup School Kevin and it will come up with how to talk to users. That's the name of the video. Some great, great questions in there. Okay, so that was the, the homework for last week. If you haven't done that yet, go back, complete that before you move on to the next step now. Today is about build. So You've understood your passion, you've found your niche, you've started to understand their problems and by going out and asking those questions in the last week, you should start to have seen themes, patterns that have come up and I'll just take my example as a live one. I mentioned that freedom was something that was really important to me in my own life but something that I also wanted to help my niche audience, my ideal clients, my community achieve even more of. So therefore, I tailored my questions around that. What do you find difficult when it comes to freedom in your day to day life as a gay or bisexual man was an example of one of the questions that I use. Why was that hard? When was the last time you experienced that problem to really start to get some deep insight? And then you will find, you know, whether it's freedom, whether it's equality, whether it's fixing things, building things, When you start speaking to people and you're focusing in on the particular area you're passionate about, you will see these themes start to come up and you'll be left with multiple business ideas, multiple startup ideas, which is awesome. Last week, I didn't mention how many people to speak to. And this is really important because it could go on forever. Okay, you could have endless amounts of customer interviews and you really don't need to. Once you know your niche, between eight to 10, I would say maximum, will give you enough of an idea of what problems and challenges people are facing. So eight to 10, and then you should start to have those very clear themes that are coming up to give you ideas. So before we get into the steps for today, I just want to talk first of all about this build section, because many entrepreneurs, and I've included myself in this in the past, we have lots of ideas going on in the mind, and sometimes it can be difficult to choose which one should I go for? This one seems better, but then switch into the other one, or this decision just going round and around in your mind. And actually, you know, that's hindering progress, right? Inaction leads to failure. So this is about moving forward quickly. This is about getting down some specific ideas that you can start building and therefore take out and test. And if it doesn't work, fine, you move on to the next one. So the first step, brainstorming. We're all familiar with that term and what it means. Post-it notes. I've said before, I'm a massive fan of post-it notes when it comes to brainstorming and getting things written down rather than trying to answer all of these questions in your head. So first of all, Grab the post-it notes, grab the pen and paper, whatever works best for you. Look at these themes that have started to come out from your niche audience, your ideal clients that you have spoken to. What ideas have repeated or what concerns, what challenges have been mentioned multiple times? What has that led you to consider? And start to brainstorm what are the potential startup ideas that could come out of this. As a reminder, last week I mentioned for me what came out was that the gay and bisexual men I spoke to were finding it a challenge to meet and connect with others. They felt a lot of the apps they were using were purely focused on sex and hookups. So that was one challenge. You know, clear opportunity there for a startup idea to think about how do I help to connect the gay and bisexual community that's deeper than just sex. A second area that came up was about hookups and the worry of picking up an STI or HIV whilst having a hookup. So you will start to see these clear concerns and themes that come out from your audience. Brainstorm them, write them down, start grouping together these challenges and what ideas it's leading you to for potential startups. So once you have Got these written down on the wall, however you've chosen to do it. Choose one, just one. Okay, which one excites you the most? What do you feel most attracted to? This may change and that's okay. Totally fine. If you took this out, tested it, didn't work in the way you expected, then you have a load of other ideas to fall back on, which is awesome. So just choose the one at this point in time that stands out to you. Okay, that is step one. So it was about brainstorming, identifying the patterns that are coming up. What ideas is that leading you to for startups and choosing one? Let's move on to the next step now, which is about build. Now, I've learned a lot here. This is the area I would say where I have wasted the most time, where I have procrastinated the most, where I've thought, oh, I haven't got the skills to do this. I need to um, learn. I need to upskill myself first of all, or I've, I've just seen it as a huge challenge and I've put it off. There's a phrase that exists, which I'm sure you're familiar with, minimum viable product. It's about taking something to market that's in its minimum state so you can test it with users. For me, I believe there is a step before that called minimum viable concept, MVC. And I've learned this the hard way through spending ages trying to build something building websites, whatever it may be, creating pitch decks, taking that offering out there and then finding that it wasn't what people wanted. So I learned over time that hold up, it's totally possible for me to cut out all of those hours, silly hours wasted at the beginning of actually coming up with a physical product or or service, an actual website and just to create a minimum viable concept that is enough for me to put in front of somebody that looks like it's a real website so they can interact with it as if it is a real website or an app. And ultimately for me to understand, would they buy or not buy it? And that's really all I need to know at that stage. When I'm testing an idea, when I'm testing a concept, all I need to know is what do they think about it? What questions do they have? What are they unsure about? What do they love and would they buy or would they not buy it? And you can do that within a matter of days rather than weeks or even months. Focus on this minimum viable concept and I'm going to break it down now and go through exactly what that means and how to get to that point. But in summary, as I said, this is about having something that looks real, that you can put in front of users. And see, it's not about building a website. It's not about getting your domain and email addresses. It's not about speaking to manufacturers at this point. All of that stuff can come later. This is having something that is not perfect, even as a landing page, not perfect, not even great, but you can show it and you can understand, are people willing to buy or not buy this? So for this particular part, the build section, I'm going to go through this step by step. There's three steps within this point. Stick with me here because this is really important. And I promise you this will save a shitload of time. The first thing I want you to do is sketch out your concept, minimum viable concept. If this was on a page, grab a piece of A4 paper. If this was on a page, what would it look like? You can split that page up into three sections. Imagine if there's a website, three or four sections. The top bit is going to be the introduction and the hook. The middle bit is going to be something like how it works, followed by how to get started. And then you may have an FAQ section, something very simple. Okay. That shows the product that lets people understand what it is, how it works, what the key benefits of having this are, how it, you know, adds value to their life and answer the questions that they may have in their mind. So that's the first thing. Sketch this out. You do not have to be an artist, okay? I'm not an artist. This These drawings that I do look horrendous, but it's enough to give the designer, and I'll come to this part in a second, it's enough to give the designer a great idea of what it is that you are looking for. So sketch out if your product or service was on a one-page what would that one page look like? What would be the key messages and how does the product look? Second point within this section is pick a platform to build this landing page, this concept page on. I'm going to recommend one called Figma. I did a fair bit of research of understanding where can I build a prototype app or a prototype web page that interacts as if it is a website on one page. But allows me to have multiple sections, allows the users to click and play with it as if it was a website or an app. And Figma is the one that kept on coming up in many of the blogs that I was reviewing. I just want to say I have no association with Figma. This is just genuinely the one that I found came up the, the most. And I've tried it and it is awesome. It's a really cool platform. So I'd recommend Figma, also free, which is even better. And then the final point, outsource it. Unless you are a designer, unless you absolutely love doing this stuff and you know that you can do it within five, 10 hours over a couple of days max, unless you know that, which 90% of us are not in that space, outsource this. Get onto Fiverr, get onto Upwork, onto these platforms for gig workers find somebody that specializes in Figma or whichever platform you choose and outsource this to them. How do you outsource? Okay, I've done another episode on this. When you look through the episodes, you'll see how to effectively outsource was an episode that we did. So head back to that if you want to get into the real details of how to do it step by step. But in short, take a picture of your sketch Do a Google Doc or a sheet that just captures the notes. What kind of vibe you want? What kind of feeling you want? And of course, the messages. So having those specific messages. What is the hook? What are the one or two liners that you want to use to describe the product? What images do you want on the page to bring it to life? If your product itself needs an image or some screenshots, you know where where can you get those from? How can you use Shutterstock or Unsplash these types of platforms to just get professionally done photos that are already out there that already exist, and I must add a note that look real okay that don't that don't make this look like some kind of unhumanly situation i don't even know if that's a word, but you know what I mean when you look at these some of these photos on websites and it's people smiling in unnatural that was the word I was looking for unnatural ways there's the joke about. Women smiling, making a salad. And these things just don't really exist in real life. So make sure your pictures are representative of real life so that people can connect with them. Okay. And by outsourcing, you're going to have that page built in two or three days. It's going to save you so much time, I promise, rather than trying to do it yourself, trying to have playing around with it, shifting things around, shifting text around, colors around. That's going to take you a long time. And you may feel really proud of it, but I'm sorry to break this to you. When you outsource it and somebody else does it who is an expert in this area and a designer or a UX expert, they are going to make that look a hell of a lot better than your best effort in a much shorter period of time, unless this is your expertise. So outsource, outsource, outsource. Just to recap those steps, sketch it out. Pick your platform. Figma is the one I recommend and outsource. Get somebody else to build this. All right. And then our final step of build is getting ready to test. So you've you've got the thing done. You've gone through the small iterations with your designer. You know, so there shouldn't be too much back and forth. Try and set time aside to collaborate on this together whilst they are building it. So you can just give instant feedback as they're going along small changes to text, some image changes, but nothing major. Okay. Don't wait until they have delivered it until you give them feedback, make this an iterative process as they're building it, give them live feedback, go in and see it, ask for the links, access it, make sure it's a joint or a shared working document so that you can give continuous feedback. That makes it a hell of a lot easier and cuts down on the time. So as we said, the final step now is having it ready to test. And this is simple, okay? This is not difficult. You can either go back to your audience that you started speaking to when you are identifying those challenges and problems. So those eight to 10 people, or you can find new users. My advice here is be where your users are at, what is the quickest way that you can get to your users? And I do not want to hear the excuse of, it's really difficult, it takes me too much time, it's hard to connect with people, they don't really want to look at it. No, there's so many platforms now, whether it's Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, apps. I use Grindr, I use Scruff, I use Recon. These are all apps that where I'm able to get in front of my target audience and find people that are willing to just talk about this. And if you're adding value to them, which can be in multiple ways, so for example, if you're helping to solve a real problem for them, they're most likely going to be willing to talk to you about this. The other alternative is a financial offer for them. So a Uber voucher or a Amazon voucher, you know, it doesn't even have to be a lot but just something that adds value, add value to your niche audience and your users and you will get their time and get their feedback. Okay, so just eight to 10 users lined up. And my top advice here is first do this in person if you can. Next week, we're going to be talking about why that is and what to look for when a user is reviewing your product. Uh, But in person, you see the most, you feel the most body language, you see their expressions, their emotions, you see when the person is confused or when they're really ecstatic about what you have to offer. So first option is you want to be going for this concept testing in person. If that is not possible, Zoom is the second option because you can still see a fair amount of people's reactions. And I'm going to go into the detail next week about how to do that, what to be looking out for, but setting up Zoom calls. And if you really cannot do either one of those, emails is still possible, but it's your last resort. Because with emails, you're going to have to send over the link to your concept and also set questions. But the questions are going to need to be very yes or no type answers for that person to remain interested and want to give you feedback. Okay, so first of all, deep breath, (laughs) because that feels like quite a lot. hey. But I promise you that was all about saving you the maximum amount of time. And when you think about it, this is about three steps of how to build a concept, get something out to market, get in front of people and test it. So in the grand scheme of things, it's not actually that difficult. Okay, this is about Stripping back all of that crap around having to build a website, having to have a product that's actually there for people to look at. It doesn't need to be done in this way anymore. Minimum viable concept, MVC. So to recap, and this is the homework for this week's session, brainstorm, brainstorm those ideas from the challenges and themes that have come up. Brainstorm the ideas for the the startup. Okay. What different product ideas do you have here and choose one? So that's the first step. Second step, build. So remember, sketch out what you want the landing page to look like. First of all, pick your platform and then outsource it. Outsource the build of this minimum viable concept. Iterate it in a live mode with the designer or with whoever's building it. And then it is ready to go. And this is the third step, having it ready to test, lining up those Zoom calls, or in-person meetings with eight to 10, that is all you need, eight to 10 people that you can put this in front of and add value to them, for them to want to give you this feedback. Add value to them, whether that is solving a big challenge for them, whether it's financial, whatever it may be, just add value and they will be happy to give you the feedback. Okay, so that is it for this week. Well done if you're still with me at this point and you're ready to go and you're ready to get on it and build. For me, I have to say this is one of the most exciting parts of when I have a new startup idea, getting the build done and seeing it come to life, even though it's just a concept and it's not real, it just gives you, it gives me even more of a fire. You know, it just ignites it when I can see that this looks real now. Next week, we're moving on to test. Okay, so this is one of the final steps before launch. Test, we're gonna be covering next week, having clear outcomes. This is so important when it comes to testing, not just blindly going in there and putting the products in front of people. Who do you want to get it in front of? What do you want to find out from that? So income brackets, what are the right markets for you? And how many people do you need to test it with? to know whether it's a go or no go so that they are some of the questions that we'll be answering next week along with what type of testing is most effective and the questions to ask that will give you the most amount of insight as you iterate before launch and the final episode then the week after next is going to be about launch so within four weeks half an hour or around that each session you would have learned How to find a startup idea, how to build the startup idea, how to test it, and how to launch it. This is exciting stuff. Okay, entrepreneurs, so you have your homework for this week. Go and get cracking. I love you all, and I will speak to you next week. Go to shay-doran.com to connect with Shay and find out more about becoming a Group X member. If you're still listening, one more thing: make this fun. Okay, this is a fun experience, this is a fun time in your life, so enjoy it.